You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Adventures of Little Miss Detroit, where we explore the Motor City through the eyes of a precocious eight-year-old girl and her friends. Adventures of Little Miss Detroit is recorded at Podcast Detroit's Midtown Studio. Hi, hi. this is KJ, founder and host of Adventures of Little Miss Detroit. And I'm Mrs. G, her sidekick. Today, my guest is Miss Brittany Rhodes of Black Girl Magic. The first and only monthly subscription box, inspiring math confidence and alleviating math anxiety in black girls. So, Miss Brittany, what was your inspiration for launching Black Girl Magic? Well, first of all, KJ, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. My inspiration for launching Black Girl Magic was my love for math. So I have always enjoyed math, always been pretty good at it. And growing up in Detroit, I was a part of a program called DAPSEP, which stands for Detroit Area Pre-College Engineering Program. And I did that in middle school and in high school, and it helped me decide to major in a math-based major in college. So I started off as a computer science major, Mm. but I ended up changing it to math because I've always liked math. And when I was in college, I started tutoring other kids in math. And after I graduated, whether I had a job or Mm. not, math Tutoring was always my side hustle. It was always something I could do, fall back on. In the last three and a half years, Mm -hmm. I've been tutoring at the downtown boxing gym on the east Mm -hmm. side, Uh basically as the like lead math tutor there. And Mm -hmm. I noticed there and with my other kids that my students struggled a lot with basic math. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the math they need to really exist in the real world you know, fractions or being able to do mental math Uh really quick. So at some point last year, I decided to start a subscription box to help black girls with their math confidence because I was reading scholarly journals and articles that college professors and people with PhDs wrote about math. And they talked a lot about how there was a racial gap when it came mm-hmm. to math education, and then there was also a gender gap. And so mm-hmm. when you put the two together, there's this term we love to use called intersectionality. So when you put those two together, black girls are the ones who are struggling the most and are not getting the opportunities as much as everybody else. And so me being a black woman who has a gift for tutoring math, I thought, why don't I do something about this? And I decided to do a subscription box um, because when my husband and I, when we first met, he had four, he had like four subscription boxes. <laughs> he had one that sent him clothes every month that he still gets because he does not like to shop. Mm-hmm. Like he would rather do, he would rather like cut off his eyelashes <laughs> and go shopping. <laughs> then he had one that sent him food every month and, you know, they would send him food and they would send him recipes and he would have everything he needed to make his meals. Mm-hmm. And then he had one, it was kind of random that sent him sunglasses every month. And I'm like, you just getting a random <laughs> pair of sunglasses every month. That's but weird. that was kind of weird, right? <laughs> but that showed me like, oh, this is really cool. Like there's this model, this business model where you can 
just basically pay a fee every month and get something delivered to your house that you need or that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at some point last year, and I really hate that I can't remember when, but probably in the summertime, I was like, I'm going to do a math subscription box where Mm -hmm. I'm going to send math lessons and fun math things to girls specifically because girls need it the most. Not saying that other boys or, you know, other kids don't need it, but girls need it the most. So that was the inspiration was really just enjoying math and also being really good at explaining it and helping Mm. kids understand it and wanting to do more because tutoring is so one-to-one. You have to be physically present. So I was really trying to figure out how to make my impact wider and greater. Mm -hmm. Why do you think this is the best model for your business? That is a great question. (laughs) Okay, so let me explain a little bit more about what is actually going to come in each box. So, and that'll help me answer the question. So every month, um, a girl will get delivered to her doorstep a box that will include a foundational math lesson. So that could be anything from multiplying fractions, which I'm sure you probably already know how to do, (laughs) or dividing negative numbers, um, items to help make that lesson fun and engaging. Mm -hmm. So that could be anything from books to erasers to other kinds of learning tools that girls like. Um, a profile of a black woman mathematician. So we were all really excited when what Hidden Figures came out. A mathematician? Yes. So I am defining a mathematician as someone who went to college and got a degree in math. Uh-huh. So they could have gotten their bachelor's degree in math or their PhD or their master's degree. But some at some point, they got a degree in math. Um, and that And what a mathematician does is very... It's a wide variety of things, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't think, don't know what a mathematician does. So Uh our box is going to help define that for people and show the many things that you can do with a math degree. Uh So there will be a different black woman mathematician featured every month to illuminate more of our hidden figures. (laughs) Um, uh, Affirmation. So I know... Mom is probably familiar with affirmations, but some of my girls are not. But we will share a little bit more about what that is. And that's basically just a saying that helps you build your confidence um, in whatever or give you that extra pep or whatever it is you need. Um, Affirmations are really good for that. And then the last thing that it'll include is what we're calling a caring adult guide. And so that is really just a postcard that will help the parent or godmom or aunt or dad or whoever is supporting our girl and using her box to get the best experience out of it. Because Mm -hmm. we know a lot of our parents are what's called math anxious. So our parents and our adults are already some many of them are already scared of math. And so they can Mm -hmm. sometimes pass that fear along to their kids. And so we don't want them to feel like they have to be a math expert to help their girl get the best experience out of this box. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a guide for them um, every month and Mm -hmm. the box will be themed. So every month there will be a different theme. Again, that's real world. So for our test box, which we tested with about 20 families in the country, we did a party theme. So it was all about the math that Mm. you need to plan a party. Mm-hmm. That's um, really cool. I'm like, how many yeah. napkins? How many people? Yeah. Honey, Yes, KJ. That is, <laughs> see, y'all already know. How many presents? How many presents? Yeah. So 
We um, thought this model was best because you can do a different theme every month and you can really show the wide variety and the ways in which math exists all around us. You know, a lot of times my kids, my students will ask me, well, when am I going to use this in the real world? And, you know, Mm -hmm. to them, sometimes the way that they've been taught math or the way they've heard other people talk about it, it feels like there's no application in the real world. But by using this model, we'll have a different, we'll be able to send them something different every month. They'll get to learn about a different black woman mathematician every month. Um, and so they'll have that exposure to different math concepts and how they exist in the real world. Yeah. So I also like the subject math. It's really, really good. Um, some other, some other, my, some other kids in my classroom don't like the subject at all. Like it's, it's really struggling for them. And, um, I actually help them. Me and my friend Chloe are like, we help. They always ask for our help Mm -hmm. since they know that we love math and they think we're math experts. We're not like, Perfect at math, but we're good enough, and um, yeah. it's really, really, really cool. My- math helps you to like helps you know a lot about everything that's in the world. That's right, and reading does too. That's right. <laughs> uh huh. And so yeah, that's why I like um, math. Yeah, it's been great to see her love of math because I. I didn't have an aversion toward math, but no. I, it was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like this. And my teachers would say, you know, Kali, if you could just have a C by, you know, midterm, then you could end up with like a B or A in the class. But like my mid <laughs> midterm, it would be like an F, and then I'd bring it up to like a B minus. I'd be like, oh, that's good enough. <laughs> and so when she got older, she started saying, I really love math, and yes. um, I think you know she's picked up her father's interest um, in the subject but DAPSEP has also been a wonderful resource um, for us kind of in in that journey and um, it's good to see her want to try harder levels of math Mm -hmm. so she's obsessed with trying to figure out how to learn calculus and I'm like let's get let's get those math uh, those multiplication tables down (laughs) (laughs) because you know the higher levels of math build on like you said those foundational skills which are really important so this is this is a wonderful resource for families thank you your website says black Black Girl Mathjig math aims to alleviate math anxiety among black girls. What is math anxiety? Great question, KJ. So math anxiety. So if you Google math anxiety, you'll get a few different definitions. Um, what I basically say is that it is a negative reaction mm. to doing or hearing about math problems. So, and that negative reaction is just not a verbal reaction. It's also physical. They've done oh, wow. studies where when you mention math to people or doing math problems, you know, their hands get sweaty mm-hmm. or like their hearts heart rate picks up Mm -hmm. or they start shaking you know there are varying levels of math anxiety but it's really just a negative emotion negative emotions around doing and solving math problems and a lot of people have it um there was one study that was done that said 
approximately 93% of Americans report having some level of math anxiety. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy considering the fact that, you know, now, especially in America, well, one, our math scores are lower, mm-hmm. right, than other countries. But a lot of the jobs, um, you know, moving forward are STEM-based right. or, you know, tech, which have varying components of math. But That's right. I didn't realize the numbers were so high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um That was really why, in addition to my background in Mm -hmm. math specifically, that was really why I wanted to focus on math for the box because with those STEM careers and all of these really large numbers we're seeing in terms of STEM jobs and STEM education, math is the foundation of Mm -hmm. STEM. So if we are really pushing for more kids and more children of color to enter into, you know, engineering or science, they have to have mastery of math because you have to do math in Mm -hmm. order to graduate with a degree in any STEM subject. You can't escape it no -hmm. matter what you want to do. So we have to make sure that our students have those basics because Mm -hmm. that is what's going to dictate whether they move on to algebra, which is the gateway to higher order math. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't have that, then you're going to check out and just Mm -hmm. be like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> do you rem- KJ, do you remember what STEM stood for? We um, just talked about this before we came. Uh, S is for science, T is for technology, E is for engineering, and M is for math. Oh, that's yeah, right. Girl, that's it. High five. You remember. <laughs> I was questioning um, E in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah my mom has a phrase now. She says uh, we're strength- strengthening the M in STEM. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. Moms always come through. How does does it affect affect black girls? So math anxiety. How does math anxiety affect black girls? Yeah. Okay. You said black girls. Black girls. You said black girls. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. So repeat the question for your guests, Repeat it for us. How does it affect black girls? How does math anxiety affect black girls? So that's a really great, great, great question. I'm going to try not to get too technical and too <laughs> scholarly. Um, that's okay. Come on with the scholars. Let the scholar Mrs. out. Mrs. G, I know you, you would appreciate this. Um, I would like it too. So as I mentioned, 93% of Americans report having some level of math anxiety. Now, when you look at that, Stat, and that's a really big number. When you mm-hmm. look at that stat even further, there is a phenomenon called stereotype threat, which is basically a fear that you will live up to somebody's stereotype about you, depending on your race, your gender, mm-hmm. your ethnic background, something where you're classified into a big pool of people. So, for example, um, since we're all black, I'll just use a stereotype that we might hear about ourselves, and that is that we are not educated. So if I hear, if someone tells me that I'm not educated, and then I'm about to take a test where it's testing my education, I may internalize that stereotype, and then that causes me to perform poorly Mm -hmm. on my test. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I had not heard that, I would have performed better. Mm -hmm. So there, this is a whole, like, term has been studied and a whole bunch of psychologists and uh-huh. teachers and all kinds of folks have really studied this phenomena. And stereotype threat 
more adversely affects females and minorities mm-hmm. than it does everybody else. Mm-hmm. So when you have math anxiety already happening for pretty much everyone and then you add stereotype threat to it mm-hmm. and that piece affecting females and minorities more than anyone else, now you kind of have this double negative, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. where not only am I fearful of math, but I'm also fearful that I'm going to fulfill this stereotype that the world has of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why it affects black girls specifically, because it affects females and minorities already. And again, going back to what I said about that term intersectionality. So even when we think about streets crossing, things connecting, black girls... So black people already have stereotype threat to deal with and other races as well and ethnicities. And then you also have females who have stereotype to deal with. Well, mm-hmm. g- girls aren't as good at, at this as boys mm-hmm. are. Or this is a boy subject. Or, exactly. Exactly. So when you <laughs> like, put the uh, two together, that's why. Exactly. Like when people say um, blue is for boys right. and pink is for girls. I don't like that. I don't like pink at all. I don't like pink either, girl. Uh-huh. And so, like, if probably if people didn't force girls to like pink and force boys to like blue, um, I would have liked pink a little better. But, like, I like teal and blue and all the colors of blue. Blue is my favorite color, actually. Yeah. Yes. So, because yeah. There's so many different types of blue. Different shades, yep. Mm-hmm. So that's how math anxiety affects black girls. So, again, it's not that it only affects black girls, but it uh-huh. affects it affects black girls a little more harshly than it does everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh-huh. So, have you gotten that those messages, Kara? So, at school, I know you love math, but are some of the kids in your class like are they shocked when you say you like math, or how have some of your teachers responded? Um, okay, so. Some of my classmates actually say, like, I hate math, and I don't like math. Math is mean and rude and (laughs) awful. And, like, I'm like, math is not. It helps you develop your learning, and it helps you, like, learn about more things in the world. And, like, it helps you... When you're older, when you, like, have big tests, like, when you're in college, like... Um, Why are they surprised that you like math? Yes, they're very surprised that I like math. Okay. Uh, like, my fr- my friend... Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Not friend, not friend. Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> she... Um, does She has struggled in reading and math, and so, yeah. So, she's been shocked that you like math. How have your teachers responded to you? Oh, they they they're glad that I like math. Mm-hmm. They're very glad that I like math. Well, that's Good. cool. I mean, Good. it's is something that we I think struggled with last year because she uh was just like, you know, moving ahead, mm-hmm. you know, with the um the lessons and wanting to come home and, you know, I want to be able to do more math. And I'm like, whoa, this is like outpacing my mm-hmm. personal interest. <laughs> yeah. um, so, <laughs> so it was like I was, um, you know, searching around and talking to a few people, like what are additional resources mm-hmm. to help, um, you know, her kind of grow in her math knowledge, especially as she started talking about like calculus mm-hmm. and algebra. And all of that good stuff. And so I'm really, she said when we left home, I really want to sign up for Black Girl Magic. So (laughs) so she's like, I really want to, I really want this box. And so I was like, okay. She might have to get the older kids 
this box. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll right. get this box for you and, uh, you know, figure it out. But I think um, what are your tips for parents mm-hmm. in helping their daughters especially kind of navigate and, and not really have that um, – Basically, to present the the content as neutral. Yes, that's a great question, Mrs. G. So I actually created a free tip sheet that our listeners can get on by subscribing to my email list on my website, which is blackgirlmathjigbox.com. So as soon as you sign up and you opt in, that oh, okay. tip sheet will be automatically sent to you. But I will share a couple of things that mm-hmm. I think are really important. Um The biggest one is reducing, I really want to say eliminating, but we got to take baby steps. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, reducing limiting language around math when as it pertains to your girl, really your children. But Mm -hmm. another study was done. Um, (laughs) I love a good study. (laughs) Um, Because the science, you know, it just helps helps you make the case even more. Mm -hmm. Um, But. But there was a study done that shows that female adults pass on math anxiety to female children mm-hmm. more than they pass it on to male children. Okay. So if a if a little girl hears her female teacher mm-hmm. and or female parent or whatever mm-hmm. adult who is a female is in her life talk about, you know, oh, I'm just not a math person or, oh, I'm mm-hmm. not good at math or, oh, you know, it's okay. You don't have to be good mm-hmm. at it. Mommy wasn't good at it in school either. Mm-hmm. She absorbs that mm-hmm. messaging and internalizes it more mm-hmm. than a boy would. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for female adults who are serving in any capacity in a female child's life Mm -hmm. to think about the language that they're using around math and be very intentional. So try to limit language. Like I just mentioned, like, oh, you know, I'm just not a math person. Oh, I'm bad at math. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, this is, you know, I wasn't good at it either. You don't have to be. So trying to just really operate in a space of curiosity. So Mm -hmm. instead of I'm not a math person, well, you know, let's, KJ, let's look over this together. Mm-hmm. We both might learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so really fostering that inquiry in your child and then also just the natural ways that math exists, pulling that out whenever you can. So we're at mm-hmm. the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I got three bags of chips. They're $2 a piece. How much is that, KJ? Total. You know, I know you already know the answer, but just to give an example, <laughs> um, we're at the gas station. It's two dollars and five cent. That's not accurate right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm wishful thinking right now. Two dollars and five cent per gallon. Mommy's car takes ten gallons. How mm-hmm. many? How much is that going to cost? Mm-hmm. You know. So just really inserting those opportunities for learning so that the girls can connect math to their lived experiences. Mm-hmm. Those would be my two major pieces. And then the last thing I'll say, because we love to round things out in threes, is <laughs> to foster a love for reading. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Foster a love for reading. And sometimes that can be, people are like, How reading math and math, that don't reading. go. Right. It absolutely goes mm-hmm. because yeah. math comprehension is strong when reading comprehension is strong. Oh, so wow. word problems, which a lot of our students struggle, struggle with, with. Mostly, they struggle with converting the word problem into a math problem because 
they have to understand what the question is asking them. Mm -hmm. And the way you understand what something is asking you when you're reading it is by having strong reading comprehension. Mm -hmm. So even if that's just whatever they like to read, if it's Babysitter's Club, if Mm -hmm. it's, you know... um, Myths. Who's out right now? Tell me some more. Magnificent. Magnificent My Tubes. Avengers books. Avengers books. Whatever. Um, Whatever they're interested in. Myths books. She's into mythology right now. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Greek mythology, which yeah. math uses a lot of Greek symbols. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever they're interested in. Um, actual books, though. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, scrolling and reading on Instagram mm-hmm. no. or on Snapchat. I'm actual talking about books. written text, you know. That doesn't make sense. Written text, written text that mm-hmm. is in complete sentences um, mm-hmm. where they can really build their reading comprehension. No, I remember um, we talk a lot about, you know, just the uh, achievement gap, but then also in like testing. Mm-hmm. And so I, rem- I, I remember probably in high school, I did um, a SAT prep test. And so it was just like very clear. Like if you see this in a word problem, this means addition or subtraction or yeah, multiplication. Like, no, or, no, um, and no. And so for me, that was like, oh, this is the shortcut, right? So you can take that math problem, the word problem, Mm -hmm. and then find those different clues and then make that into a numerical representation Mm -hmm. of of the problem. So that helped me a lot. So Um, so that that can work, mm -hmm. but some of the more progressive teachers um, and tutors and math practitioners Mm -hmm. are moving away from that because what's happening now, and it's, it's probably some generational stuff in there is that kids now will just look for those words and just start doing whatever they think they're... If it says less than, they're like, oh, I'm supposed to subtract. But it might not be a question that's asking you to subtract. Just because it says less than doesn't necessarily mean you're going to subtract. Yeah, so the new math... if you say more (laughs) than, that means you have to subtract still. Well, it's interesting because I see a lot of my kind of peers talk about, right, the challenges and how math was taught when we were in elementary Mm -hmm. school versus now. So can you talk a little bit about some of those generational differences in math? The new math. (laughs) Right, right. Everybody is calling... So it's been several iterations since we were kids, but mostly when parents and adults are referring to new math, they're referring to Common Core, Uh um, which has had its its fair share of controversy and some states Mm -hmm. are choosing not to continue with Common Core. So when I started tutoring at the gym, at the boxing gym is when I, that was really my exposure to Common Core. And Mm -hmm. it was a few days, really several days where they would come in with homework and it was like, do, do this to, to do this. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. So I'm on Google, you know, like, give me five, give me five minutes, you know, telling my students and I'm on Google, like trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what this is so I can show them how to do it. So it's really just, um, from what I understand, from what I've seen with my students' work, is trying to provide more visual representations of the math. Um, and it again, like it has been met with some controversy. So for the Black Girl Magic Box, we're not aligning with any particular curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, the box is really designed to be co-curricular, so okay. it is to supplement and complement what they're learning at school, um, not to replace. Mm-hmm. So... I'm really just, I'm really, my philosophy is that I just want 
children to understand how to do it. And I want to help provide them with the tools where they can pick the way that works for them. Mm -hmm. So in school, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, show this, show this concept by doing it this way. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's, and we understand like why they sometimes want that to happen. Um, but I really want for my box to show kids the multiple ways that they can do a problem or, or do a, learn a concept. And then mm-hmm. they pick the way that works mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. um, so that they can remember it and it'll stick with them, mm-hmm. you know, as they get older. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I laughed about, um, I think it was it last year or this year um, was, you know, growing up using your fingers was a no, no. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't use your fingers. And yeah. Like Karis is at home them. doing all this stuff with her fingers. And my husband <laughs> and I are like, why are you using your fingers? You should just know this. This should, you know. And so when we go to parent teacher conferences and the teachers are like, oh, no, uh, we want kids to use their fingers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what is what is all of this? But I do know that the why, like, I noticed that's a difference in uh, this new curriculum, especially with DPSCD. So it's not just about getting the answer, mm-hmm. but it's having them explain yep. how they got the answer um, and kind of what that really means from yes. a processing and kind of critical thinking standpoint, I think is really important. Yes, absolutely. Who are some of the role models black girls should know about in math and science? Oh, that's a good one, KJ. So let's see. So, of course, the hidden figures. Yeah. Katherine Johnson, um, out of the three who were featured in the movie, I believe she is the only one who is still alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But her daughters, um, I can't remember. She has two daughters who... Um, have basically kind of taken over doing her interviews okay. and like doing her speaking on her behalf and being her represent representative, so to speak. And I I know at least one of them has a degree in math. Okay. Um, so they would be really good to follow. Um, there's another young lady, and I don't remember her last name. I think it's Esther Okode. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. She went to college when I think she was like 10 mm, and like whoa. was getting like a PhD in math. She whoa. lives in the she's in London, not London. She's in the UK somewhere. Okay. I can't remember exactly, but I think she's a teenager now. So she is a good role model. I'm trying to think about who I like on Instagram. Um, there are so many women, black women that I've met since I started on this journey mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like I've not met them in real life. <laughs> I've met them on Instagram. There's um, one young lady named Latrell and her page is Knowledge Over Grades, which oh, I love because okay. when we just talking about that, about yeah. them understanding it versus just having a grade. And she's a math coach. Um, There's a teacher I really like in Nashville. Her name is Ken. And on Instagram, her name is Everybody Loves Ken. And she is, I think she's middle and high school math teacher. And she posts videos teaching. And like one day she had a vent, like she made a vending machine to teach math. And like they could actually push the buttons and a snack would come out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of really cool real world math kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Black Girl Math Jig on right. Instagram as yes. well. <laughs> uh, and I have to give a shout out to uh, one of my friends, uh, 
Dr. Kyla McMullen, who uh, is, she was the first black woman to get her PhD in computer science oh. at the University of Michigan. And she is now at Florida State. Hey. That is right. And um, she actually launched a podcast called Modern Figures Podcast, mm-hmm. um, which is to elevate the voices of black women in computing. I love it. And I, I didn't it. even think about that I until you asked that question, mm-hmm. Karis. Um, wow, that's that's great. So um, what do you think are, I guess, some of the best ways to increase girls' confidence, um, especially here in Detroit, mm-hmm. I would say, in STEM? So we're always looking and parents are always reaching out, asking us for different resources or um, camps, especially with it being summertime. So would you recommend <laughs> any specific <laughs> camps or opportunities or just organizations yeah. besides Black Girl Magic? And what do you do you have plans besides the subscription box for like pop ups or events or, you know, things of that nature? Yes. So, you know, there, you know, the saying familiarity breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. Like we all know that's the saying. <laughs> I also think that familiarity breeds confidence. Oh, wow. So okay. when you are familiar with a subject, you are confident in it. You know, the more uh-huh. time you spend with it, the more you're hmm. exposed to it, that can build your confidence. So that's the biggest thing is just making sure our girls are familiar. Okay. And that goes into your question about the way to get familiar is through these different programs. Mm-hmm. So, again, DAPSEP, you guys already know, Shout but for the DAPSEP. listener, DAPSEP uh-huh. is the best. <laughs> I mean, literally the best thing ever. When I was in it, you know, STEM wasn't even a term. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just in pre-engineering program. Um, but I would definitely recommend DAPSEP. Um Math for Success, okay. which is a tutoring company, but they also have workshops. Okay. It's actually started by a black man who has a PhD in electrical engineering. Oh, wow. His name is Dr. Lightfoot. Um, he actually partnered with DAPSEP to do a Math for Success camp this summer. Okay. Um, that is an amazing resource. Um, at the downtown boxing gym where I tutor, um, we also are doing summer programming mm-hmm. around math. And we have a STEAM lab as well. So that's another resource. Um, and there was one other thing I was going to ask specifically for the city. Um, and now I can't think of it, but we'll start with those. And then, yes. Oh, last thing. Michigan Science Center. There's STEM and Easter Project. Oh, yes. How could I forget? Um, and I just I think the one thing that I would say is that um, – programs need to really look at their age group. So Mm -hmm. CARES is only eight. And we find that a lot of the programs, especially STEM-related programs, usually start for older children. Mm. And so we've had to, you know, place a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails to try to get, you know, special consideration. Mm -hmm. And it's like by the time you're 10, right, or 11 or even 12, like you were saying, that math anxiety um, probably is already really gotten a hold. Mm-hmm. And so that would just be my one for all the listeners out there. Start programs earlier so that children can have exposure in these early years, so which right. I think then can set them up to be more confident, especially as they go into middle school. I really feel like middle school is the key. Um, middle school is do or die. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> um, you know, because then high high school starts and you really, um, you know, by that freshman, no later than your mm-hmm. sophomore year, have to have a clear 
um, uh, you know, a clear idea of, you know, what, where your children need additional support even before then. Um, so you're planning some additional opportunities yes. and events. So can you tell us about those? So I've had a couple of entities. Science Center was one of them uh, mm-hmm. reach out about workshops. So math workshops. Um, so I'm working with my the president of my advisory board, who happens to be my mom, who's a retired <laughs> Detroit principal. So she's very well qualified uh-huh. for this position. We have been coming up with um, exciting real world math workshops right. to execute. Um, and we are always looking for more partners to execute those workshops. So that is something else that we'll be working on. Um I tutor, you know, so I'm a private tutor um, in addition to tutoring at the gym. Um, and so I know summer is a really, really big time for tutoring. Yes. Um, United Way of Southeast Michigan just told us that, you know, the summer math loss is double that of what they lose in reading. Oh, um, wow. So it's really important that especially if they're already behind when school gets out, that they that those summer months are really critical to mm-hmm. making sure that they get get ahead. Or at least maintain and what don't forget had, what they right, learned already. Right. Um, so that's what we're going to be focusing on. Um, and I really like what you said about the younger ages because mm-hmm. five is sometimes when math anxiety starts. Like oh, sometimes wow. it can start as early as five years old. Yeah. But eight, eight years old, second, third grade, you know, that's around the time when girls especially are like, mm. Mm-hmm. Whether they gonna stay or go, <laughs> wow. when it comes to the math, so it's really important, and that's why um, we're starting for the box. We're starting at around a third grade math level okay. um, for for the lessons that'll be in the box. Oh wow, that's wonderful! I'm so glad um, that we had you as a guest today. I'm so glad you guys invited me. Thank you so much. In closing. In closing, if you could choose three mementos or collector's items that describe your love for black girl magic, what would they be? Oh, so stickers, because every box is going to have stickers, (laughs) because stickers are really important. (laughs) You know, I still love stickers, and I'm a full-grown adult. (laughs) So stickers, um... You know, the kids, they're wearing, you know, the lapel pins and the buttons now. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. So I have a few buttons. So uh, definitely a button. Um, and then the last thing, let me think. I'm, I'm just, I just love a good mechanical pencil. If I could just get, you know, like a Black Girl Magic branded me- customized mechanical pencil. That's all I need in life. Pencils and erasers. <laughs> yes. Spoken like a true mathematician. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Brittany, for coming today and talking about math. Thank you for having me. Please share where our listeners can per- purchase a subscription box. So we will be opening up for pre-sales really soon. Uh-huh. Um, and in order to be the first one to find out, everybody should go to our website, which is blackgirlmathjigbox.com. And mathjig is M-A-T-H. G-I-C, so blackgirlmagicbox.com. They click on the Keep Me Updated button and put their email address in, and then they will know when we open up for pre-sales. That's great.
Thank you. In closing, this is KJ signing off for Adventures of Literacy Tribe. Don't forget that you're never too young or too old for your next adventure. Please, please visit our Facebook page at Adventures of Little Missy Tribe for updates and behind-the-scenes videos. Bye!